Hello and welcome back to Daily World News with the latest global stories in just five minutes, seven days a week. Here are the top world stories for Monday, August 21st, 2023. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed, available on iPhone and Android. Denmark and the Netherlands have agreed to provide Ukraine with F-16 fighter jets once Ukrainian pilots and engineers have completed training on the planes. This decision comes after the White House allowed nations owning the U.S.-made fighters to provide them to Ukraine in its struggle against the Russian invasion. Denmark plans to deliver 19 planes, with the first six potentially arriving by the end of the year. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky believes the jets will make a significant impact, while UK officials downplay their significance. In related news, Russian forces shot down three Ukrainian drones and a missile strike in Chernihiv city killed at least seven people. Meanwhile, the village of Shevchenkov in southern Ukraine is facing challenges in rebuilding its residents' homes after the Russian forces pushed over to the other side of the Dnipro River. The price of construction materials has risen due to increased energy costs caused by the war, and the Turkish earthquake has depleted glass supplies. Many cities, towns, and villages in the east and south still have broken windows. However, there is hope that a new sheet glass factory in the Kyiv region will be set up to produce glass quickly and at an affordable price. Next, Russia's lunar lander failed on approach and crashed into the surface of the moon, marking the end of Russia's first lunar mission in 47 years. The mission aimed to search for frozen water on the lunar surface, but the international prestige of the mission was more important to the Russian government than any scientific discoveries. This failure highlights the decline of Russia's space program since the Cold War. In other news, Russian officials reported that two Ukrainian drones briefly suspended flights at two airports in Moscow, leading to the diversion of nearly 50 flights. These attacks are part of an intensifying campaign aimed at bringing the war home to Russia. While the attacks have caused minor damage and few casualties, they demonstrate Ukraine's ability to strike behind enemy lines. Meanwhile, China has approved North Korea's state carrier Air Koryo to resume flights to China, indicating a gradual reopening of the North Korea-China border. The resumption date and flight frequency have not been provided. This approval followed a Chinese delegation's visit to Pyongyang to commemorate the 70th anniversary of the end of the Korean War. Flights between the two countries were suspended in early 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Additionally, a Human Rights Watch report reveals that Saudi border guards have killed hundreds of African migrants attempting to enter Saudi Arabia from Yemen. The report describes the conditions along one of the world's most dangerous smuggling routes and focuses on the plight of migrants from Ethiopia. The shooting of migrants is described as widespread and systematic and, if it were Saudi government policy, would constitute a crime against humanity. In Sudan, the Sudan People's Liberation Movement North Rebel Group has attacked the capital of South Kordofan State, forcing thousands of people to flee their homes. The rebels have taken control of several bases and expanded their territorial control of the state. Troops from the Darfur Liberation Army 
have also been fighting mercenaries in western Sudan. Unofficial talks between the rebel group and the rapid support forces have resumed in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. To finish off, Ecuadorans are heading to the polls for a tense election just days after the assassination of a presidential candidate. President Guillermo Lasso triggered the fast-track election in an attempt to avoid impeachment. The assassination of Fernando Villavicencio marked a turning point for a country that has been losing control to violent criminal organizations. A candidate needs to win more than 50% of the vote, or at least 40%, with a 10-point lead over the closest rival to win outright. A runoff election is expected to take place on October 15th. Approximately 100,000 security forces have been deployed across the country to maintain order during the vote. Our top world stories for today are brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed. Download the free Blogcast app on your iPhone or Android today. If you enjoyed this, please consider listening to our other podcasts, Daily Business News, Daily Tech News, Daily Science News, and Daily Lifestyle News. Thanks for listening. Blogcast.